You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk about Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This is episode number 219, we're discussing a Mandalorian Season 2 casting, Comic-Con at home, and walking through some listener questions. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Carlos. And I'm Sanjay. Soaking up all that airtime is Sanjay. Guys, everyone, listeners, whomever, welcome back to the Nerd Room. It is another week in Nerd, another great week in Nerd, and we are talking all kinds of great news items here, guys. I know we had said maybe we're going to do an Age of Ultron review. We decided to push that. We wanted to just have a nice casual conversation this week. And luckily enough, the nerd gods delivered. We're talking Mandalorian Season 2. We've got some wild casting news, casting rumors, if you will, who we're going to see in Mandalorian Season 2. And it's quickly becoming a Clone Wars slash Rebels reunion, guys. It's looking great, looking fantastic. We're also going to talk about the recent announcement that Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con, SDCC, is going to be coming to your laptop, to your home theater, wherever it is. Cheap parking, free tickets, something's coming. We're going to talk about that. And we're also going to walk through some listener questions a few weeks ago. We threw out the word for some questions from you guys, and we got a few here to walk through, have some fun with at the end of the episode. So we're going to walk through those, and thank you to those that submitted questions. And if you ever want to be a part of this, just chuck us a question, Twitter, email, whatever. Everything's at the end of the episode. But guys, we're going to get into it this week, jump right into it, of course, and we're going to talk about our weeks in Nerd. You know, it's been about the pre-orders for me this week. Troy really inspired me last week with his Week in Nerd. We're going to get into that. First, got to hear what my man Sonny was up to. You know, what's going on, man? You've got this perplexed look on your face. I don't know what's going oh, on with you, man. It's, it's kind of hit and miss here. We had a little pre-show. Sanjay was a bit yeah. wild, bit off the rails. But, man, yeah, you, got, you, got, yeah. you got something to, to tell us here? Yeah, the nudity content on our show went up 100%. <laughs> Spiked. This guy, you he's know, got more clothes on this week than they did at the end of last week. Let me tell you, <laughs> which you is a welcome it, sight. You got to keep it fresh. You got to keep it fresh, man. Um, what is going on this week? Uh, well, shipping delays is the name of the game this week. Uh, fortunately, with everything in the world going on, um, people – well, actually, it's like I'm not complaining, so let me just get that out there because there are more important things that need to be shipped. Let me just say that straight up. Um, obviously, that goes without saying, but – Less important things like movies and steelbooks, those are shipping later. So um, I had pre-ordered with my man Carlos there the Birds of, Pre- Birds of Prey steelbook uh, from Best Buy in the U.S. Because um, Best Buy Canada did not get one. I don't know why, but DC has just not, and Warner Brothers have just not been releasing steelbooks in Canada. Like It Chapter 2, Joker, Birds of Prey, so like pretty big films that just aren't coming to Canada which is forcing me to do the uh, group buys, which is costing me like double what it normally would cost. Uh, Canadian dollar is not very strong right now, so that's <laughs> not very helpful. Um, so I have that on pre-order. Um, but besides that, um, not much, man. Um, 
you know, just uh, been reading my Green Arrow comics. It's been going good. I, I'm loving that. It's a great series. And uh, in terms of like watching nerd and stuff, yeah, man, don't got much for you this week. Just uh, just a pretty cool, casual week in nerd for me. You know, nothing, nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. Just gotta just gotta wait for those pre-orders. So the waiting game is the longest. Oh, and f- Oh, and I forgot, I got Detective Comics number 27, the first issue. But besides that, nothing major. Nothing. It's a cheap yeah, one you can get now, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I just got it on the spinner racks at my local Shell gas station, so yeah. we're good. Very nice. Yeah, you could have said yeah. that 100 years ago, but not today. No, Sonny, it's it's <laughs> nice to have those calm moments, those the little you know, calm before the storm when it comes to mm-hmm. nerd. You know, you can't have the peak weeks every week, and so it's nice just to take a break and kind of consume and enjoy what you have behind you, man. This incredible movie room. Now, Troy. Yeah, well, you know, what I've been doing is, like, I've been really trying to practice with my patience. So I got, like, a little rock zen garden that I've been raking and, you know, putting stones in a circle, <laughs> a little babble brook with some koi fish ponds, just really, like, getting back to the basics, you know, just, like, letting it all go. So, so that's so what basic. I've been doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Troy, man, you've been uh, you've been customizing this week. Yeah. And you've been yeah, chucking man. stuff up on our Instagram at the Nerdram. Go mm. check that out. You know, tell us a bit about those customizations and what else you've been up to this week, man. Yeah, well, um, I can't remember where it came from, but for the longest time, I'm like, man, I really need a storm uh, MCU kind of feel. And I got a couple Marvel Legends storms already in, like, the classic um, – Anime series, you know, uh, the white suit. And then I have the the Mohawk Storm, which is a dope um, X-Men Marvel Legends. But with them doing another re-release of the Marvel Legends Storm in, like, the all-black suit with, like, the vintage card, um, I thought, you know what? I like that one more than the Storm in the white suit. So I ordered that off Amazon, came today. And then I also ordered uh, a Shuri because Shuri was, like, 13 bucks, And I already what? have a Shuri. Oh, yeah, Shuri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's super cheap. Yeah, she's super cheap. But I needed her to also make, like, this the storm that I was making. So got cracking on it, and um, and it, it turned out all right. So I, I dug it. I feel it. So, yeah, Marvel Legends Storm uh, MCU concept. It's out there on our, our IG. So, so check it out. Um, I ordered, keeping it X-Men, I ordered the um, Messiah Complex X-Men storyline. Um, it's like a big trade paperback that I got off Amazon again, pretty decent price. So that came in. I haven't checked it out yet. I know nothing about it, which was kind of the cool thing. I just, I saw the art of the cover. It kind of looked like a Jim Lee. I don't think it is Jim Lee, but, um, just picked it up. Um, just, I need that X-Men fix in my life and it's been kind of low. So that came in the mail today too. Um, and then I went over to audible, man, cause I've been sleeping on audible for a while and, um, I picked up that Dooku, um, Jedi lost. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, it's basically like it's an audible book, but it's more of like a drama, I guess like a, a drama. Yeah, that's yeah, like really drama. geared towards an audio drama geared towards audible, which I think they released to a book later on. But still pick that up. Um, also got another Star Wars book, the um, from a certain point of view. So I picked that one up as well. Just I'm consuming all that Star Wars content right now, man. Coming off of the high of Filoni himself, that speech that that man gave on the last episode of um, was it Galaxy? Ga- with Galleries. Yeah. Galleries. Yeah, oh, I could just two. listen to that guy all day. Episode two. I just I was just gushing over the words of what this guy did, how he summed up the whole story arc of Anakin, Duel of Fates, all the way up to Return of the Jedi. It was beautiful what he that man said on that episode. So um yeah, man, a Star Wars vibe. And then the last thing is um I found a 
that gamer reverse uh captain america oh, yeah, that's yeah. coming out for that avengers line i was gonna pass on this one but i just saw it up close and personal i thought no it doesn't look bad i'm sure it'll be on the shelves quite a bit because there's no builder figure piece i don't know why cap doesn't get any builder figure pieces it's the double it's the it's a double pack in the in he's a, a double pack yeah yeah i don't because he's a double pack there and he's a double pack back in the end game wave too wasn't he yeah and then he's double packed in the the armor one too the time the time traveling armor that's like yeah. three times he's been yeah double packed. but um but you know when i got him i was like yo this guy actually looks kind of cool like he's very faithful to what they gave us in the game it's just not my favorite design of Captain America. I feel like he's missing a few colors, a few whites, a few reds. But um, either than that, he's, he's kind of cool. His shield's nice because it's more of like that classic Marvel Legends where you can you can put it in the back of his mm-hmm. uh, his back with that, like the peg piece so he can do some kind of uh, displays there. But um, yeah, man, that's that's really been it. That's really been it from my... Oh, sorry. You know what? I also pre-ordered <laughs> EV Games. I had to I had to pull the trigger. We were talking to the DM, and I, I, yes. I sent you uh, an image of um, of that Luke, obviously. Dagobah Luke. And I was like, oh, that price point. He was like, he's 60-something bucks. And I was like, I don't know. And then EB, um, EB had him for 54. 54. And I was like, that's better. And you know what? Like, since I did vote for this character to be made, I was like, I have to buy this thing. I have to buy him. So made that pre-order i don't think he comes for a while but um i think it's like yeah, september man. october actually i think it's, I think it's october so yeah <laughs> it's gonna be a while it's gonna be a while. It's gonna come in christmas it's your christmas yeah. present yeah yeah you know we'll be just in time for um the mandalorian man we got a lot of cool stuff coming to star wars in october Boy, so yeah. it'll work out perfectly yeah 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 awesome sure. man that what a what a week man i love the well no but this well, no i, I know that's an intense week. yeah it is <laughs> all right carlos goddamn batman man how's it going over there how are things man what's going on in nerd things are good and actually you know what we had a pretty decent week in nerd driven mostly by my wife um she did a bit of kijiji adjacent hunting so facebook marketplace the knockoff kijiji she uh <laughs> she found this super cool um batman puzzle like a thousand pieces and it's basically a collage of different batman and robin images or covers from like the genesis of the dynamic duo right to modern day kind of thing so we did that to kill off some time and that was a sweet little find for cheap and then uh the kids are plowing through lego marvel 2 today that was a playstation network went on to get my may free game and was devastated when I saw that it was Farm Simulator, but uh, <laughs> PSN hooked me up with uh, Lego Marvel Two for eleven bucks. So nice. uh, the kids have been sniffing around that one for a while. So I said, Ah, you know what? Why not? And it's pretty cool, actually. It's like looks to be Guardians driven up front, and Kang the Conqueror is the cool. main bad guy in it. So they have a thing where the characters can have different versions of themselves and. Looks like time travel and the celestials and whatnot is a big part of the story. So I was pretty impressed from what they were tooling around with that. Uh, watched Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Okay, no uh, spoilers, no spoilers. How, how was can... it, though? Are, are... <laughs> As to not derail the podcast, I'll just point folks to my Twitter or my letterbox review. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know who's thinking about picking it up. I was fortunate enough to have a friend that um, trusts me with passwords and such, and I was able to watch it that way on his dime and i'm glad i didn't spend any of my dimes on that so so uh, you're kind of giving me mixed signals do you want the digital code when i pick it up or not mixed signals here just be clear with me i won't be offended 
it's okay, Sonny. You, you watch it, and then uh, and then you let me know what you want to do with that digital code. Hey, <laughs> Troy, you the, want the uh, digital code? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hook me up. But I'm curious, who's <laughs> on the roster for this team? Uh, it, I can't really say without. Oh, getting it's smart. Okay. Spoilers, okay. So. Troy, I just <laughs> if you have a TV in your house that you don't really like, or like an iPad that's kind of old and outdated, watch mm-hmm. it on that because I'm pretty sure that there's a certain scene and a sequence. Like I, I thought, I actually paused the movie, and I was like, my boy's <laughs> gonna lose his mind when he sees the. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Man, there are, there are, there are no words. Well, there is one word, but we don't use it on this show. So um, <laughs> disrespectful. <laughs> it's Can't funny because they killed spider-man <laughs> yeah right <laughs> there's it's funny you say there's literally no words you don't have words for it <laughs> like i've never seen you just be like uh <laughs> like, the expression what? you guys can't see the expression of so we will he get that, that... Like he just opened a christmas present what he thought was a nintendo 64 but when he opened it up it was an easy bake oven <laughs> Same well, i would have been happier with an easy easy bake oven let me tell you <laughs> Yeah, no, and it's like this one's a tough one for me because I usually try to be somewhat positive with the reviews or at least kind of prop up what they were trying to do. It's like, yeah, this isn't what I would have liked or where I would have gone with this, but this is what their intention was and this is where we ended up. But when the intention is just so base, not even not even the goddamn Batman can do anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, man. It is well, what it is. Now I'm curious to check it out. <laughs> Me too, actually, to be honest with you. <laughs> as long as you do it for free, boys. That's all I'll say. <laughs> well, bring it home, Carlos. I know you guys picked up a few things in the house this week that uh, are yeah, going to bring smiles actually, to everyone's faces. Yeah. So on the opposite end of the spectrum for this yeah. weekend, nerd. Uh, yeah. My missus was totally on the ball, hilariously so, because she was kind of anti-action figure, and my kids were calling her out for this. <laughs> But uh, we got the Amazon delivery of the fresh McFarlane Wonder Woman 84 figures. So she had jumped on that pre-order like second one. And um, yeah, we seem to be ahead of the curve with that one. So yeah, she got the Diana in her regular costume and then one in her Golden Eagle armor. And these figures are phenomenal. The pictures that kind of came out at first do not do them justice. Like the face on the Golden Eagle one in particular... It's mm-hmm. an amazing likeness of Gal Gadot and uh, the regular figure. The paint job on it is just insane. Like this thing just glows. It's a wicked figure, and the, like that these things are like twenty four bucks Canadian, like nineteen ninety nine in the U S. is insane to me because huh? they're uh, amazingly well sculpted. They're well articulated, and the paint jobs are so tight, so tight. It's unreal. So yeah, I can't wait till you guys see this one in person, and like it, it gets a definite recommend for me. Like, the they're kind of light on the accessories, but at the same time, it's Wonder Woman. So mm-hmm. really, all yeah. you need is lasso, and you get mm-hmm. two of them with the regular figure, and the eagle armor comes with the flight stand and wickedly posable wings and whatnot. And I, I was impressed. Like, I know we've been propping up the McFarlane line quite a bit on this show, but yeah. those are. Those are by far the two best figures that I've seen past my hands. Yeah, Do the cool. wings work kind of like the uh, the Hellbat? Like the articulation in them, or are they a little different? Uh, they're different. They actually work a lot better than the Hellbat. So nice. They're on a ball joint with um, uh, like so they're on a ball with a peg on it, and then the ball actually has um, 
like a, a swivel in it as nice. well. Nice. Yeah. So you can move the wings like 360 and then flap them back and forth. And oh, nice. 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 So a lot more flexible than the Hellbat. They don't have that second hinge in them towards mm -hmm. the end like the Hellbat does, but the wings aren't nearly as big and they're also softer too. So I nice. like them better between the two figures. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, yeah, that's uh, the images you sent to the DM are are wild looking mm. and yeah. just just beautiful. And I think for those of you that most of you should be aware, for those of you aren't, like Carlos is a statue collector too. So when he says a paint job is tight, it's on point. Like mm -hmm. it's not like me saying, "Hey, this is like this is guy. He's got an eye for this, right? <laughs> High end collectibles, and the it, these things look awesome. Um, we'll see if." Uh, if my daughter wants me to pull the trigger on these things or not, but uh, we'll see. She does. She does. She's like, I need some more DC stuff in our house, Daddy. Please buy the Wonder Woman figures, please. Well, it's, it's slowly creeping in. You know, she's, I bought her a shirt when I was in the states. There's a the little one has a Wonder Woman bib, so uh, it, it's happening. It stayed on the middle floor. It hasn't come to the basement yet, but <laughs> well, you can't beat the price. It's such a good figure for mm -hmm. like yeah. nineteen twenty. Well, and that's it. Comparatively to the Black Series and Marvel Legends, you're thirty to thirty-three dollars to almost forty for some of the exclusives on Ooh. the Black Series side, which is crazy, yeah. absolutely crazy. That Boba Fett was fifty-dollar pre-order yeah. from Ooh, EB Games, wee. and you're getting for half the price. You're getting these Wonder yeah. Woman figures, which is insane. This that twenty-four dollar price point, twenty-four nine-nine, whatever it is, is a much more digestible price point for the six, seven-inch figure lines. The thirty, thirty-three, thirty-six. You're going to start to price out a lot of collectors, I think, down the road, especially when you have your competition doing things this well at that same price point. It's hard to argue because did they come with stands as well? Yeah. They did. Yeah. So that's another killer that neither Black mm -hmm. Series or Marvel Legends do over at Hasbro is stands. Mm -hmm. And without the stands, you don't get that extra bang for your buck, right? There's nothing. It's not like even in the Black Series we're getting Build-A-Figure pieces. Yeah. But yeah. nonetheless, like I, I never bought them. But like, what do those plate stands cost you? I don't know. What are those little like? There's only one figure it ever came with, but you're probably looking at three, four, five bucks to get something that you can have. Oh, the flight stand. Sorry, I don't know. They're yeah. only a couple bucks. You order them off Amazon, or Troy gets them from China or wherever. Yeah, they're pretty cheap, yeah. but but still, still, I mean, like you know, I think the what the Black Widow exclusive Marvel Legend that comes with a stand, but that's like what forty yeah, bucks, thirty nine ninety nine, thirty. Oh. Yeah, right. Which is crazy. Well, and all it really comes with is some blast accessories and the flight stand. Explosions. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so it's not like, and it was the same thing. Basically, they did a stormtrooper not too long ago, Black Series. It right. was like forty, forty five dollars, which is the same thing. Just some blast accessories with a flight stand mm -hmm. of some sort, right? And mm -hmm. that needs to be where these things evolve to. Is McFarlane's ahead yeah. of the curve? With the, with the figure stands, because the Black Series out of box and the Marvel Legends, most of them stand okay, but mm -hmm. some of them need stands. Um, I've used putty tape or putty mat, whatever it is, the poster stuff to keep some up. <laughs> but it, it'd be a nice progression to see for those for those price points. So, yeah, big yeah. shout-out and big props to, to what McFarlane's doing over there. Crazy. Yeah. There's a few cool videos that Troy pointed me out to where, like, he's doing interviews and stuff like that and just talking about the mindset behind it and... He's just he's just like a big fanboy and like that his figures are kind of getting in that space where the import figures are for like a quarter of the price is insane mm -hmm. to me. And he's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah I just want to make cool stuff. And nice. yeah, it, yeah, it's uh, it's a cool line. Awesome stuff. Very nice. I like. Yeah, man. But for guys like this has been an action figure week, you know, in through and through. 
It's been all about the pre-orders for me, though, this week. I have to give a big shout-out to Kyle and Corey at Tumbling Saber. Man, these guys have been keeping me on point, online for these pre-orders. So we talked last week about all these new releases from Hasbro for the Empire Strikes Back 40th anniversary line. And the, the Zuckus and Forlom went up for pre-order. Kyle threw that at me. Boom, got it. Corey in the DM, that Han Solo and Carbonite went up on Amazon. Boom, got that. $17.99, $18, pretty good price point. And then Kyle threw this Digba Luke at us for EB Games. So I did pull the trigger on that as well. That $54 price point seemed relatively digestible for, you know, a Yoda figure. It has a lot of accessories in it. That that seemed like a fair price to me. It wasn't in that $65 plus price point. This seemed about what it should be worth, considering I paid $30 for a Yoda figure on its own. That's right. And it's free shipping, right? Because that other place was like 60-something, and that didn't even include shipping. Yeah, yeah, because over 35 or whatever at EB, it's free shipping. And the nice thing I did at EB, it is a pre-order for October, but then I snuck in a child pop from The Mandalorian, and I managed to get that on free shipping because I spent over $35, and it's two different ships. So I kind of... I feel like I played the system a little bit there because I was trying to get that You're child pop. Sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> they wanted to charge me four bucks to ship it to my house. And I probably would have paid that, but this Digabal Luke came along. I had the child in my cart from the previous night and free shipping. Boom, I got a shipping notification today. It should be on my doorstep within the week. So I'm pretty excited about, about getting a new Funko Pop here representing the child from The Mandalorian. And then just another shout out to to Disney Plus. Troy, you mentioned Disney Gallery. Episode two hit. That was all about Dave Filoni. Now, it wasn't as informative as the previous director's episode. It didn't seem as well constructed. But nonetheless, it was Dave Filoni just taking that show and running with it. Beautiful, beautiful monologue he had in that show. Talking about his interpretation directly being the protege of George Lucas himself, just how he envisions all this. And this is going to go into the next topic we're going to talk about here in a few minutes about what Filoni's clearly bringing to the live action Mandalorian series. And he just exemplifies why he is the right guy to be producing this, directing this and guiding star Wars for the foreseeable future in this live action space. So very, very excited about that. And the other thing I give a shout out to, I don't know when it came out, but this show on Disney Plus called Prop Culture, it's about a guy that collects movie props and it's show following him around going to older Disney films and looking at the props that went with them and then taking those props and getting refurbished or actually bringing in characters from the films to show them these old props. The first one I watched was the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the big R. Ray thing, the gun that Rick Moranis uses. They go and find that in some like warehouse, get it restored back to the original Honey, I Shrunk the Kid film. And then they have Rick Moranis come on and he talks about it in the no film. Way. It's really, really cool. They've got a Tron episode on there, I believe. Oh, sweet. There's a whole bunch. Wow. It's not It's not like just Star Wars and Marvel. There's no Star Wars and Marvel, actually. It's a, it's a pretty deep dive into some pretty unique and celebrated films. And to be honest with you, oh, the yeah, Honey, Shrunk, and they also had the Ant Head from Honey, I Shrunk the, the oh. Kids, and they brought the kid actors back to talk about it. So it was, it was a really cool sort of little, something I wasn't really expecting, and it's just it's just really, and the, the host is fantastic. This guy's awesome. And it's kind of this really endearing show, and I would really, really highly recommend it. They're like 20-minute 20 episode, 20 episodes, lots of fun, and I can't remember what else is on there. There's all kinds of stuff. So there's, I think there's five or six episodes up there right now. So cool. big, big recommend. Sure. 
Yeah, and if speaking about which, it just reminded me too. If you guys, do you know who Josh Gad is, voice of Olaf? Use uh, what's his oh, name yeah. in uh, what do you call it? Beauty and the Beast. Guest on sidekick. Yeah, guest yeah. on sidekick there. <laughs> and he has this new show called uh, I can't even remember what it's called to be honest with you. Um, Together apart or something like that. Reunited apart. And he's done two episodes of a YouTube show on his YouTube channel. And the first episode, he reunited the cast of the Goonies all on Zoom. And this recent one, he just he just reunited the cast of Back to the Future all no on way. Zoom. Yeah, so like Christopher Lloyd, Michael J. Fox, uh, Leah Thompson. I'm only halfway through the second episode, but it's it's awesome. And he's got literally all the Goonies. That's crazy. What? And Josh first, Brolin too then. Josh Brolin, Sean Whoa. Austin, Data, like Whoa. all of them. Like it's That's crazy. It's it's crazy. And I love Josh Gad, everything he does, but it's a just a twenty minute show on YouTube. Go check that out. It's a fun little if you got a few minutes, if you're killing some time, you know, we all got lots of time on our hands right now. And it, it's it's a ton of fun. So three shows there that are nice time fillers prop culture disney galleries and josh gads whatever it was i said i can't remember it again <laughs> reunited <laughs> apart jeez <laughs> but uh let's get into first topic here guys let's talk about the mandalorian season two specifically this this season has turned into something that is going to be just something to to behold it's going to be you know the mandalorian season one was incredible it introduced us to what is now the most popular character, I believe, in Star Wars with the child. It introduces us to the Mandalorian. It introduces us to this whole new concept of live-action Star Wars, which has just been fantastic for us. And then you play out last week's episode of The Clone Wars and the conclusion of that series. And we've got two of the most celebrated live-action slash animated storytelling within the last few years with The Mandalorian and The Clone Wars. And you look at what they're going to do here. Now, we're going to go to spoiler territory, guys, for Mandalorian here. So if you haven't seen The Mandalorian, just click pause. Maybe head jump ahead 10 minutes because we want to give ourselves some freedom to talk here. But you look at those two shows, The Mandalorian and Clone Wars, and even go back to Rebels and all that. And Dave Filoni, like we said, he's at the helm here. Now, Mandalorian is quickly turning into this spiritual sequel territory, at least, for the animated films. we got casting news this week that... And this is building on the Ahsoka Tana casting news that we had about a month or so ago. But we got casting news that Timur Morrison of Aquaman, formerly of Attack of the Clones, Captain Rex himself, Boba Fett from George Lucas' Tweaked Editions, he's apparently coming back to the Star Wars universe and going to be playing Boba Fett was the first rumor. But then there's a secondary one out there that he's also going to be playing Captain rex you know we saw captain rex his story and we saw it continued in rebels but we also got a hint as to everything that happened at the end of clone wars there last week now troy before we get into the next reveal let's talk a bit about boba fett and rex in the mandalorian now we know or we have some indication at least that there was a certain mandalorian that was walking in the desert when they're on tatooine that jingle jangle they were alluding quite heavily to Fett crawled out of that Sarlacc pit. Now, do you think Boba Fett, do you think Timur Morrison is playing Boba Fett or Rex or both? And how do you feel about them starting to fill the Mandalorian space with recognizable Star Wars characters? Like we started out the Mandalorian with brand new cast, almost no cameos. You know, had a few hints here and there of, of different individuals. But this was basically set in its own space, post-Return of the Jedi, doing its own thing. 
And now with we've got Ahsoka Tano, rumors of Fett and Rex, and then we're going to talk about another character that had appearances in Clone Wars and Rebels. How how you feel about how the cast is filling out here? Where the story's going? And then maybe we'll pick up that thread with it feeling like we're starting to see a lot of crossover here, and this is becoming less about maybe the Mandalorian himself and more about expanding the Star Wars universe and telling more stories contained within this. So let's talk about Fett and Rex first here. Tomorrow Morrison, what are mm-hmm. your thoughts on that? Yeah, man. Well, this is solid news. I think most likely, I mean, especially with the announcement, what did we get today or yesterday? We got the reveal of uh, the hot toy Rex. Yeah. Uh, I think right now the season is it's Rex and Ahsoka. I'm pretty sure we're going to get Rex in this series if yeah. I had to put my money on it. Um, even a while back, too, right? Filoni tweeted out that banner or he changed his Twitter banner to uh, that cool, like, desert shot of Ahsoka and Rex riding together. And it looked like somewhere after Rebels, at least that mm-hmm. concept kind of art. So if I had to put my money on it, it would be Rex. Um, obviously, we, we know it is canon now that we did have Rex at the end of Return of the Jedi 2 there on that battle. Um, you know, it's kind of a background shot. So, you know, I'm not worried about the casting having to look exactly like that actor. Yeah, man. And I mean, if you have to go with one or the other, you, you go with the original Django. I mean, that's what the clone models have been based off of going through the Clone Wars series all the way up to the Rebels series. And uh, I just think the time is now. I think they can do a lot with that character. And we didn't get the full closure on what... He, I guess we kind of did, but I guess there's still more between his story and Ahsoka is going forward. I know we did leave off, and Sabine too, uh, the quest for Ezra, basically. Mm-hmm. Thrawn's still potentially out there. Um, so, yeah, I would say we're probably going to get Rex. Maybe we get Boba Fett, but maybe they dangle that thread a little bit longer. There's so much hype for that character. Maybe maybe you don't reveal him till season three. Uh, the cool thing is with Boba, we've never seen him without his mask or helmet, except for early um, Clone Wars. So you could kind of have like the old man looking Rex with the grown out beard. Cause I guess it's five years after return of the mm-hmm. Jedi. But when you have uh Boba Fett, I mean, his design without the helmet could look unique. Um, if we have him without the helmet, I, I would imagine we would at this point. Um, so maybe he would look a bit younger. Maybe he would look like the actor's age as of right now, because I believe Boba Fett aged appropriate compared to the clones. They kind of aged faster. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So um, I think it's interesting. But if I had to put my money on anything, I would say we're going to get Captain Rex more so. Um, I think they did mention, too, that we're not going to have them really steal the light too much, the shine, just because I think they're only meant to appear for one episode. At least the Soka is. So, yeah. And I think that's, yeah. that's appropriate for this storytelling is that I, I love, I love, love this. Tamora mm-hmm. Morrison, Ahsoka, and we're talking about another character here in a minute. Mm-hmm. I love what they're doing here, but it can't take over the series. Yeah, it can't be live action rebels or Clone Wars or the Ahsoka Tano show. We might and very well could get that down the road, but this has to be backdoor pilots. This has to be introducing characters and organic crossovers of the stories that are being told. I don't want to feel like a shoehorn that all of a sudden Ahsoka's here. Okay, it, it might make sense with the child and all that, but let's make sure that these make sense. And I have utmost confidence in Floney that this is going to be a very organic story. Mm-hmm. And to me. You don't bring in Tamora Morrison. Like, anyone can play Boba Fett at this point, right? Yeah. If he's wearing the mask. You know, if this plan's take off the mask, sure. But mm-hmm. I agree with you. Captain Rex seems like an obvious choice here. Given Ahsoka, given what we just saw, he we know he's alive. I think it's a great opportunity to use him for both characters, to be honest with you. I love the yeah. idea of both characters. Like I said, there's that little tease of Boba Fett. 
in that one episode and build on that. Maybe Fett becomes a bit of an antagonist down the road, filling in the space of the evil Mandalorian, or if he is a Mandalorian at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think so. But uh, very, very interesting stuff, and I'm really looking forward to that. Now, Carlos, you threw this into the into the DM here, and I'm going to throw this out here, and I'm going to let you kind of talk a little bit about The Mandalorian and the inclusion of some of these characters that are coming from outside of this small universe that they crafted in Season 1 of The Mandalorian. Now, Bo-Katan, Katie Sackhoff voiced her in both The Clone Wars and Rebels. This is a character that is quite prominent through the Mandalorian arcs in Clone Wars and even into Rebels here. She was the last one to be holding the Darksaber in Rebels prior to us seeing it at the end of of The Mandalorian Season 1. So there's a really nice link there. might get some insight as to how Gideon ended up with that Darksaber. Now, Carlos, you're coming at this. You've seen some of the Mandalorian stuff in the Clone Wars. You are very familiar with the Mandalorian himself from this show. How do you feel about some of this Star Wars stuff creeping into the show that was originally pitched as being its own thing, as being a show that was a relatively low barrier for entry into the Star Wars universe? And now we're building with Ahsoka, Bo-Katan here now, potentially Boba Fett, Captain Rex. How are you feeling about this padding out the Mandalorian season two casting. I think it's cool. Like uh, you threw it to me with uh, Bo-Katan and I think the way that they set up the Mandalorian slowly revealing what the, I don't know, the society, I guess. The guild. That no, they, the, uh, guild. the guild. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> the guild's yeah, the, the bounty hunters, right? Doesn't matter. Yeah, but it, the the Mandalorian, the Mandalorians and, and kind of the lore and the, laws and the rules and the the society that they had um behind the character and they just give you kind of little pieces as to the rules about getting new pieces of armor and getting your avatar and getting this and that and what your obligations are and why he's tied now to the child and whatnot i think it's awesome like they planted the seed for gideon with the dark saber at the end and i think um by bringing in um katie sackhoff's character they'll be able to tell a cool story that will just kind of play into that narrative style that they already have with um, him having experiences that fill in the backstory for what the Mandalorians are all about. And I don't think it'll be too uh, intrusive. No, I agree. But yeah, I think it'll be good. And there's quite a bit of time that passes between when you see the Mandalorians and the Clone Wars uh, TV show and where you find the Mandalorian in the, disney plus series so yeah it'll be fine it'll be fine as far as the other characters go they're so popular like how can you not yeah really (laughs) like it's ripe for the taking right yeah exactly and there there is a tie to the mandalorians and boba fett right because for the longest time everybody thought that the mandalorians were just boba fett um and so to your common person i think you almost have to have that face off between the mandalorian and boba fett at some point in time and I think it'd be cool if he was your big bad for season three or even like your background big bad for season two and big yeah. arc through season three or something like that could be kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm here for it. Yeah. It'd be really cool to use Boba Fett as, as the antagonist a bit, or at least the one that's posing as a Mandalorian. You know, there's a lot, like you said, a lot of building of the culture and the lore around the Mandalorian and the respect to the armor. And then you got this guy who, as far as I know, isn't a Mandalorian. 
and is wearing the armor. And so I feel that would be kind of spitting in the face of, of the Mandalorians. And that would be kind of a nice juxtaposition to kind of the pride that the Mandalorian has with his armor, never taking his helmet off and what he's committed himself to. And then you got this other bounty hunter that's kind of just running around the universe posing as a Mandalorian with that Beskar armor. And I think that would kind of be a cool antagonism to kind of build up within the series of, of the Mandalorian. And, you know, like you said, it doesn't have to be season two. It can be progress. We know we're going to get season three of this already. <laughs> like, let's progress this, build this story out, seed things for the future. Yeah, it'll be cool. And, like, was Django Mandalorian? I can't remember. It's been a long time since. No, I think Legends he was, but I think they erased that. No. Yeah, I'm not sure. No. No, I don't believe he was. No. Yeah. What's, what's your take on, on Bo-Katan here, Troy? Bringing Katie Sackhoff, who voiced her, to play the character yeah. is really cool. I love that. It makes yeah. very, very much perfect sense that there's going to be some sort of tie to the story that Filoni left off in Rebels with her holding the Darksaber. And then mm-hmm. do you think this opens the door to bring in Sabine into this? Into oh, 100%. This well? Yeah. 100%. 100%. I mean, especially because we've seen the thread, right? When we saw the last last bit of Clone Wars there, we saw basically, or not Sabine, Satine and, um, or Bo-Katan, sorry, with uh, Sabine's mom, which mm-hmm. is cool. A cool nod. And we've also seen Bo-Katan in um, Son of Dathomir as well. So I like that all these threads are kind of looping over oh, yeah. from Clone Wars to Rebels and now making himself present live action. So I think it'd be fitting, um, especially when you have the Darksaber in there. It would make so much sense to see um, Sabine. Um, probably more so even than Bo-Katan. But it's cool, man. I mean, when you look back to um, the last four episodes we got there of Clone Wars, right? We got Maul. I think it was Maul that was saying, you know... Was it you guys should be living in the sewers or something like that? He made some kind of remarks mm-hmm. about them being in the sewers. And then, you know, flash forward later on, what, like 30 years later, uh, 25, 35 years later, anyways, that they are. They are living underground. So I think it's kind of fitting that um, you have her make an appearance in this series. And um, I don't know. Maybe she bites it here. I'd imagine either her or Rex. This is probably their, their swan song. I think one of those two weren't going to make it out of this. Yeah. Um, Ahsoka, most likely, for sure. I mean, she's getting her own spinoff series, so I'd, I'd imagine she is. Um, but I think one of those two might uh, might bite it by the hands of Gideon. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's very appropriate, too, because in that Disney Galleries episode two, Favreau said there has to be stakes in this universe. You know, that's exactly, why he killed yeah. off those two characters. And yeah. it, it makes something like that very possible that to continue the stakes in the universe that they're building. But what this has done for me is this has got me very, very excited to go back and continue watching Clone Wars, maybe revisiting Rebels. This whole space with Clone Wars ending here, Mandalorian, all this casting news has made this very, very excited. I'm looking forward more to this than I am really anything in Star Wars right now is Gimme Mandalorian Season 2. Apparently, they finished it. They finished the filming pre-production shutdown on everything. So there's a really good chance that we're going to continue to see the Mandalorian Season 2 in October as originally planned. So fingers crossed, guys. This is this is really building out to being something very special. And I agree with you guys. I don't see these characters as being distractions to the story that we got. This seems all these characters have an innate connection in some some way to the story that was told in The Mandalorian. And that's what I like. It's not like we're getting Luke Skywalker showing up here, right? Which would feel somewhat out of place based on what they built. This all feels very organic, and I love that about what they're doing here in Star Wars. Favreau, Filoni, and company, bring it on, guys. Bring it on. 
All right, Sonny, my man. What's up? You're free to come back into the conversation. <laughs> you guys were talking about Aquaman's dad there. We were, very much so. That's the first thing Sonny yeah. said. Oh, Aquaman's in Star Wars now. <laughs> yeah, my man. That's, that's the only thing people know him from, right? Right, correct. <laughs> now, let's let's talk about Comic-Con, SDCC. You know, you and Carlos have both yeah. made, made the trip down there. The pilgrimage. pilgrimage. If you will. Yeah. That's right. Now we got some news here that Comic Con is coming to our homes. Announced this past week, and I saw it over on Twitter on their Twitter account. It was that Comic Con at home is happening. Now, it was originally scheduled for July twenty second to twenty fifth. Um, or sorry, that's what's it's being moved to in twenty twenty one. But it's originally scheduled for mid July here. That's been officially cancelled. But it looks like the organizers are bringing a, a new digital format to SDCC. Now, this came with a teaser video and taglines, coming soon, free parking, comfy chairs, personalized snacks, no lines, pets welcome, badges for all, and front row seats to Comic-Con at home. Woo! That's it, man. Woo! So this is, we don't really have any more information. We don't know when it's happening. We don't know what capacity. Are they going to be showing Batman footage, Suicide Squad footage, Eternals footage, Whatever doesn't I don't know what's going to be happening here. Are they going to have interviews, Zoom interviews with Feige and company, and bringing in Matt Reeves? Who knows what they're going to do? But does this does this excite you? Given the circumstances that we're going to get some content here, that we're going to get those reveals, potentially some of that footage. Do you like? And what do you want from this? Do you want a Comic Con experience, but just at home? Like, do you want the interviews? What do you like? The exclusives. Let me know. Like, how are you feeling about Comic Con right. at home? Yeah, man, like going to Comic-Con was like one of the best experiences of nerd I've ever had. Like it was it was fantastic. I had such a good time um, th- seeing them do something and keeping the tradition alive and having it go on this year. I think that's great. Um, obviously, they're doing the best they can. This is unprecedented times. So for them to even put something together, I'm excited. Um, I'm willing to see what it's going to entail. Um, what do I want to see? I just, you know what, I want to see like those exclusives. Every year Comic-Con, it's all about the trailers, right? We're talking about the trailers, you know, that, that fills up like a whole show of ours. So if we have no Multiple trailers, shows that's sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? Um, so I would love to see the trailers um, and just like post them on YouTube and stuff. With everyone at home, um, this thing can make a lot of noise. Like be, back in the, you know, a couple of years ago, you throw a trailer on, sometimes it, they wouldn't leak online. And so you get like a little bit of buzz, but then you see like a shitty quality that someone took like a video of on their cell phone and you're like searching the internet and trying to find it. Um, with this, you could post like, you know, picture perfect quality HD trailers, post them on YouTube. You can get like 20 million views on like, I guarantee if the Batman dropped a trailer, 20 million views. If, oh yeah. And even if they just had like Zoom calls um, with interviews, like the interview stuff, I don't really watch that much, to be honest with you. Maybe I'll throw it on here or there, or you know, the um, the uh, Hall H, the Hall H panels. Yeah, I'll, I'll maybe watch those, depending if it interests me. But I'm all about the trailers um, and the announcements too. Like, keep the announcements coming. Be like, I would love if if DC was just like, boom, here's uh, um, I don't know, here's Aquaman two start date, and then Jason Momoa just does like a little promo or like. Here's Wonder Woman 3, Wonder Woman 1993s. That's the third one, maybe. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. Uh, <laughs> um, I would. That's, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Um, and also, like, 
I'm really looking forward to going back to San Diego Comic-Con. Like, I really, last couple of years, you know, I didn't really try to get tickets this year. Thankfully, it didn't matter. But next year, I'm going to actually put in some effort and try to go because it was a hell of a time. And San Diego is a hell of a city. And, man, I think we all need a vacation these days. So <laughs> next year, I'm going to try to throw it down to go to San Diego Comic-Con. Who knows? Will it happen? I don't know. Stay tuned. Next but, year in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, next year, the nerd room in San Diego. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll see. <laughs> next year, the nerd room in San Diego. I've already started preparing, guys. I bought sunscreen, airplane snacks, um, water bottles. I think I'd rather drive Tony down Vegas. to the <laughs> I go to Vegas, man. That's where they got to they gotta relocate. Yeah, you get, no, get Troy there. Um, Vegas yeah. has everything. Vegas has everything. <laughs> Vegas is like the world's biggest everything is you know yeah. so it's like it would just get like vegas is cool no doubt no doubt but i mean san diego's cool too you know it's what like... vegas has that san diego doesn't infrastructure <laughs> <laughs> infrastructure but think about, how, think about how think about how crazy vegas strip would be if you threw in a hundred thousand nerds in there it's already crazy. It's, it's on, like, no different than when you day. throw a hundred thousand office workers or whatever for whatever convention, right? It's the city's built for that, to be honest with you. Oh, but the office workers don't dress up in cosplay, right? Like that cosplay takes up a lot of room, a lot of room. It depends on what your office is, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Carlos, this this to me seems like a, a very nice way to bring Comic Con. To the masses here the production quality that we're getting out of everything from the disney sing-alongs which have been fantastic we've been watching them at home here they're on disney plus where they're just having people record stuff on their phones or whatever and they're editing it after the the almost the willingness for everyone to contribute in some fashion to all this this makes it so people want to fly places you can get literally the whole cast together on a zoom call and, and you can hear it and i feel that the production has evolved already so much in the last 10 weeks of what they're able to do remotely. It's to me, this is something that it might not be this way next year, but this is something that people are going to really seriously look at in the future as to how they can hold these events online. Now, is this something that is going to be on at your house? I I I would think so for sure. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Like it it will be on and I'm a, kind of on your side of the house more so than the sunnies as far as sdcc goes like we went and it was an amazing experience and um it's something to behold but at the same time like san diego comic-con like even if you were there and even if you have tickets and even if you've paid for everything like it's a pretty inaccessible event like when we were there there was people that were camped out on thursday for something that happens on saturday they go to the event on Saturday, having slept outside for two days, and then they would line up on Sunday for tickets for next year to register. Like, it it was cool, but inaccessible and really obtuse, and I, I, it was a wonderful experience, but um, I don't, like, I do it with you guys, but I wouldn't drag my wife and stuff down there again, or... Um, yeah, yeah I, I went by myself when I went, so I was like easy because I was like I could just go and do as I please, right? And I'm like, ah, you know, I'll do this, I'll do that. I didn't have to worry about kids, I didn't have to worry about my wife. So I guess for me it was a little bit easier just to be like I can stand in line for an hour for this. Whereas my wife is there, she'd be like, 
why are we standing out? <laughs> yeah, no, my, my wife's the gamer. Like, yeah, we had a box of action figures show up yesterday to our house, and none of them were for me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and like, it, it just for me, this is what the evolution of the event had to be or has to be because the fandom has grown so much. It's right? Huge, like, now. huge. I've I've gone to conventions in years gone past, and they were you had major creators sitting around like community centers because there's only so many of us right at the time and even the first comic cons were just in like a hotel lobby that you wouldn't even fill the bar kind of thing so the event has grown so much um and really the impetus for having it is that it's such a huge marketing and media driver that this is the way to do it you can have your panel and not show any footage and not release anything you get no buzz you have your panel and you do what like Warner Brothers did last year where there was a huge spectacle and a huge show and a very unique experience for the people that camped out. But you also got to share that money trailer for Aquaman mm-hmm. and the Shazam trailer with the rest of the world. And that's the buzz for days and days and days, right? Like, um, I, I think this is the way these things have to be because the fandoms are just so huge now and this is a way to bring your product to the masses. And what's the point of Comic-Con? It's not a celebration of this stuff anymore or that's almost an afterthought. It is absolutely a marketing event, right? Where everybody's throwing their crap at you, giving you cards. Everybody's rushing to get the media in to flog the next product and the next project. So, yeah, why not? This this way it makes sense. It's accessible to everybody. You can do it in the quality you want. You can control the messaging. I, I'm here for it. And I think uh, online is the way to go. Yeah, I, I fully agree. Now, at the top of your list has got to be Batman footage, if they have enough to put something together. Man, I've been teasing. I, like, this is something that we've been talking about since that, that first, you know, clacker was shown for the Batman. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it's got to be there. I, I would think you got to start to generate buzz for all these properties. I'm thinking Batman, Eternals. It, we got to see something. Falcon of the Winter Soldier. It's, I know that they're kind of getting back to production on some of these, but let's just, like, even if it's 30-second clips, you know what I mean? Yeah, like the, the thing I really want to see from Matt Reeves is just kind of that proof of concept with what the spirit, if you will, of his Batman is going to yeah. be, right? Like I know that they're shooting some higher-end stuff. So even if it's, like you say, just a 30-second clip, Something a little more than we got with the test footage where he's showing, giving you a, a bit of the flavor for what his Gotham City is going to be like. Have that suit in action on the actor so you can see what it looks like when he's lighting it in an action scene or even if it's just him on top of a rooftop surveilling something, right? Like, just give me that flavor of your Batman, right? And and we got a bit of it with those money shots of the new Batmobile, right? I, I don't think I'd be as ravenous for it if this version of Batman wasn't as different as it is. Mm-hmm. But because it's so different, I think it would be um, a great way to get people ready for what this movie is going to be as opposed to what they want it to be or what they've preconceived it to be. And also to sell his vision of the movie and be like, yeah, that stuff over there was cool if that's for you. But look at this. So. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm here for. Like, it's yeah. it's it's a great opportunity to show off, like you said, what his framework for that universe is going to be, 
And I do really look forward to that. Now, Troy, yeah, we all know Eternals is the top of your list. Oh, number one all day. <laughs> <laughs> but Comic-Con at home, man, I think yeah. th- this is a great idea. We've spent the last – you and I haven't gone to Comic-Con ever, but we spent the last four or five years following it on Twitter, waiting for the trailers to drop right after we hear that they're on, You know, watching trailer descriptions coming out on Twitter. This seems like a much more consumable way to to really enjoy and get that experience of Comic-Con you know, without risking any safety. And also, we can do it in our nerd rooms, man. Uh, <laughs> come on, what's better than that? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm right there with you guys, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've never experienced Comic-Con, so it's basically I'm kind of, I guess, already used to this in a, in a sense, except I guess I get a little more insider stuff than what I normally wouldn't. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm down with this or else, you know, Vegas, man, go to Vegas. I'll be there. But if not, keep it online <laughs> like this, man. That's, that's how I'll, uh, consume all this stuff. But, um, no, I guess for the stuff that I'm most anticipated for is, yeah, I'd love to see some, uh, some kind of Batman, not footage. I want to see some kind of, uh, trailer of some sort. Cause I feel like I've had enough of the images. Um, I want to see something in motion. I want to see him on that bike. I want to see it going. <clears throat> I would like to see maybe even a villain. That would be pretty cool, seeing how they've been having such a success and they're still not high of Joker. I would love to see some insight of the Penguin, his voice, what he's going to be like, his mm-hmm. get-up. I think that would be kind of neat. Commissioner Gordon narrating the trailer or something. I think that would be really, really cool. Um, and you know what? I Going to the Disney Plus stuff, I would love to see a cast announcement for, uh, for Jennifer, for She-Hulk. I would love to see who they finally make that announcement of who's going to play She-Hulk and get a little bit more idea of what this court drama is going to be like. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, Fill that void of uh, Daredevil. Since that's over, I'd love to see what they're going to do with that show. So I want a bit more of that. Um, The plastic, man. I'm all about the plastic when it comes to things. You know what I mean? Like the the toys, the hot toys, the Black Series. I mean, Black Series has been great, actually, with all their announcements. But um, Hasbro, I'd love to see what they're doing next. McFarlane, maybe drop that Wave 3. Uh, before oh, we had yeah, a little, man. little leak, you know, but I would love to see what they're doing because they've been strong with wave one and two now. I'd love to see what wave three has to offer. Um, hopefully we get a little bit more diverse characters apart from the the Bat family. So, um, yeah, there, there's lots of goodies that we could get. Uh, Ghostbusters, too, maybe as well. I mean, NECA. Come on. Ne- yeah, yeah. Yeah, NECA, those guys are on another another zone these days. Every, all, all these guys have really stepped up their game. It's pretty competitive out there now with all this all this plastic going on, man. So that's where I'd say. And obviously, there's the comic announcements, but it's kind of weird, you know, because the comics aren't really dropping right now. So that void's kind of kind of done for me right now, at least for the moment. So basically, and they they often take a a back seat, even though it's called Comic Con. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's... they really do. Well, it's funny because that you say that because I remember we were trying to get in one day and it was absolute log jam. And I'm like, where the hell is everybody trying to get through this one set of doors? And it just happened to be where we ended up at the event center. Um, and so I kind of get talking to the guy next to me and he's like, oh, we're, we're all vying for an opportunity to get in to play like some video game that had nothing to do with like, quote unquote, comic books or comic book characters. It was... <laughs> totally out there and like the wife and i were literally the only two people there that were kind of interested in like the comic book side of comic-con so we walked down and we end up getting to meet and walk right up to the table of jerry robinson the guy who <laughs> oh, no created way. the joker 
And it's like, we're the only two people there. He stood there for as long as he could kind of like keep focus because he was pretty old at the time. But wow. Nobody cared. Like thousand people blast right past us to go to this thing. Uh, what else did we had the amazing Spider-Man costume there? Nobody cared. People walked oh. right past it. Oh. I've never seen it before. I saw the trailer oh. when I went to like a Comic-Con screening of First Avenger. And mm-hmm. so the oh, second no time I ever saw that costume was there. Nobody cared. So cool. The Ghost Rider oh. bike, what it was, people walking right past it, like putting a drink on there as they tied their shoes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Who parked their bike in here? <laughs> yeah. It's funny but, you well, say that because, like, the same thing kind of happened to me when I was just like, oh, I really want to go see the uh, the voice actors of the DC universe, right? And Mark Hamill wasn't there, but like everyone else was there, like Tara Strong and like um, Kevin Conroy was there, and like they were just like doing like a um, like a panel just walked right in and just sat down. I was just like, this is unreal. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. when we were there, it was walking dead and uh, like yeah, video game stuff. Like to the point I was getting mad. It's like, what is wrong with you? Heathens <laughs> <laughs> preaching, stand you up on your soapbox. The classics. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I, well, speaking, I was of, uh, speaking of the video games, you said, you know, it's, a, it's on a high, basically it always has been for quite some time, but, um, Going back to Batman and with E3 down, I think this would be a cool opportunity to announce like the next Arkham mm-hmm. game. I think that oh. could sweep up when you have that paired with um, the Batman movie coming out, uh, the success of Spider-Man PS4. You know, the Arkham series is probably one of the biggest franchises out there when it comes to superheroes and video games. So I think that'd be prime right now if they dropped something. We do know it's coming. There's been pretty heavy, secure rumors. So yeah. I would imagine something like that would just be... Uh, bananas yeah all right here's my gripe with that here's my gripe with that yeah man let's do a justice league game like that like let's throw in superman let's throw in the flash let's throw in aquaman green lantern batman stop just making batman shit oh i'm with you i'm with you just use that engine just use the engine that they've used yes and give us a justice league 100 percent. i'm totally there with you yeah because i've i love to get passion league in a video game format absolutely for sure. man yep. like i remember i have the just what is it justice league heroes that game was sick man but like it's nothing compared to like arkham so you throw in like a superman like come on we don't have a sick superman game superman's been around forever every one of his games people are just like oh that game sucks that game sucks yeah let's get let's give us a good superman game let's give us a good justice league game how do you do it though how do you how do you manage the powers of superman how do you take him down how do you manage his health you know green lantern like it's i'm with you i just (laughs) everyone okay here's how this works okay you want to see it boom lex (laughs) luther's like hey superman i hate you shoots a rocket full of kryptonite into the sun the sun now emits little doses of kryptonite so now he is able to get you know health bar meters down boom i just solved your problem in three seconds and like who cares man if you're playing a video game you can suspend disbelief like okay superman dies from a gunshot wound i feel feel like gaming has evolved a little bit since the last time you and i seriously played video games sanjay (laughs) in which i just dragged my sega out and i've been playing that there you go (laughs) but yeah man i mean i don't know you you can find a way i mean people shit man you people have been doing this for years like That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I mean, man, there, there was an Aquaman it. game that didn't really sell very well and wasn't very good, but uh, <laughs> well, you can we'll do see that. what happens with this Avengers game, right? Because that'll be it. Because you'll have Thor, yeah, mm-hmm. shoulder to shoulder with Black Widow. So if they well, do like, it there, then 
that's they had that in like Marvel Ultimate Alliance and Marvel Ultimate Alliance two where like Thor could get beat and like you yeah. could have beat Silver Surfer and he could get beat too and man that game was unreal. But that's like more of like an arcade format. Like that's yeah. what they're going for. If you're going with the Arkham franchise and then you want to split off into the Justice League, you gotta still follow that format faithfully, right? So you gotta apply that. I mean, yeah, Green Arrow could play just like Batman, sure. But then when you get to like Wonder Woman and Suits, <laughs> I don't know. They tried it once before where the city was the health bar and it was horrible. So if your city's that... failing and it's blowing up in flames, then Superman is like now dying. So that was essentially his his health meter, which was it was that <laughs> Superman returns, I believe, with Brandon Ralph yeah. for the Xbox. Oh, was, was it? It was horrible. But oh, the only horrible. cool thing was is that you could download like what I did is I downloaded the John Williams score because remember how you could play your own music on the, yeah. the old Xbox? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I just fly around and like just do stuff. That's, that's awesome. Cats and like <laughs> whatever the Williams score going. Yeah, it was it was cool. I, I think you just uh, the problem with Superman is people always overthink it. Give him a health bar, who cares? Like, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Right? Yeah. You, you play God of War and you fight Thor. And you guys can't kill each other, but yet you go through and there's like little, whatever, little zombie guys that can take you out if you're not playing properly. So ah, whatever, it's a game. Have fun. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> I think with, with this Comic-Con at home, it gives that ability, like you said, Troy, to really look at everything from the video games through to the plastic, film, whatever, TV, and give us the back end of comics here. I think you even look at what they've done at Force Fridays for the last couple of years with the figure reveals as they go through, having people from the Star Wars show whomever showing up, hey, this is the new Black Series or whatever, having someone from the MCU showing, here's the, the Eternals line that we're doing. They just need to send them a box at their home and they can prop up their iPhone. Like This is very, very doable in this format. And I think by the time we get to July, they're going to have to advance it even more. Like these, A lot of this stuff is pre-taped and edited the same way you would edit a, a TV show special. And it's just about getting the footage and comp- compiling it together, right? And it's nice to have that capacity now. We've always had it, but now we're forced to use it in this in this way. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to Comic-Con at home here. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to bring us the content to talk about, guys, because, uh, you know, we're, we're here every Thursday talking nerd, and well, this and is going to be no exception. Successful, hopefully this is the way they do it going forward, right? Like, you can have a live event, but share. Exactly. Because <laughs> that's the yeah. thing that's been missing for so long is, like, why don't you prop up cameras? And I get people wait in line and all this stuff, but prop up cameras in Hall H. And let's experience this all together. Live, they started to live stream some stuff, just not everything, right? You can live stream some of the smaller stuff, but you've never been able to live stream the MCU panel or the big Lucasfilm panel, which they don't really do at at Comic-Con or the DC Universe. Like, they need to just do it all. I agree. Open it up. And yeah. you might get some of the volume of individuals at Comic-Con, maybe not as high. I don't know. But this is this is again, like you said, proof of concept for the digital me or the digital exposure of Comic Con and getting it out to literally everyone, day and date, and getting yeah. you know the trailers now they've even gone that way. They show them in, in Hall H, and ten seconds later they're up on on YouTube, right? It's all timed because they don't want people saying, "Here's trailer description, we saw this, that, and the other thing." It's like, no, you get to see it. Yeah, yeah. So and it's you know I get it. People waiting in line like you deserve something but it's like tim and carlos watching it on the internet via live stream we don't get to exit and like interact with the actors and whatnot or see them live and in person exactly you you still get something special that's a once in a lifetime experience Mm -hmm. 
share the content. Like, exactly. You know, Celebration the last couple of years have been really good about live streaming everything. Mm-hmm. Not not absolutely everything, but most things are live streamed. And it was really the trailers that they didn't show at the last Comic-Con, the Rise of Skywalker stuff. Um, but anyways, it's there. It's happening. Comic-Con at home. And we'll keep you guys posted as to when this is expected to drop. My guess is it's not going to be too far off from the July, but maybe August, something like that, early fall. We'll see for sure. All right, let's jump into the last segment for this week. We're going to do some listener questions. We Woo! put we put, we put put the call out to the listeners, and they answered. That bat signal went up in the air, and they delivered. We've got kind of a subset of questions here we're going to run through. They're kind of all over the place, which is really great. It gives us an opportunity to talk about a few different things here in a somewhat unstructured format. So that's what we're going to do for the rest of the episode here, guys. And the, what we're going right. to start with is a question from our good friend Solomon. Well, I was going to actually read the first question because I got a question. What's your question? Go ahead, man. All Shoot. Right. Well, I, it's it's going to be crazy. It's not my question, but someone someone sent me a question. So let me read it. Let me just pull it up on my phone. Uh, so this is a question. Okay. Um, Sanjay is my favorite member of the Nerd Room. Not really a question, but appreciated. Um, how can I be as cool as Sanjay? Hmm. Well, good question. Good question. Well, let me just tell you, um, anonymous Twitter tweeter. 17 um <laughs> how can you be as cool as sanjay well you know it's not really like per se it's more like a lifestyle you know you got to kind of live the lifestyle you know i'm kind of like um what's that guy's name that has like those bars those um margaritavilles in, in i'm like a jimmy buffett jimmy i'm like buffett? a jimmy buffett of the no i'm the jimmy buffett of podcasting so it's like a lifestyle man you know you gotta you gotta live that lifestyle no bad days just just living your life so that's that's the first question. Um, oh, let's just read this here. Oh, also, how could Troy be so wrong about Shazam? You know, that's a good question. I'll have to ask Troy about that. I'll bring from that anonymous up. tweeter eighteen. <laughs> anonymous Twitter tweeter seventeen. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay. Also, hey. Um, could, uh, oh, hey, um, Sanjay. Um, oh, yeah, you're so cool. Oh, again, not a question, but we'll we'll keep this we'll keep this just a questions. You know. Maybe, maybe Tim, you could read some questions now. You know, I, I feel like we'll, we'll, we'll switch it up, you know. That's, it's, there's just so much to unpack there, guys. <laughs> I know, it's, it's me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's, Sanjay gets all the love here on the podcast. Well-deserved, though, well-deserved. <laughs> well, I mean, anonymous Twitter tweeter 17, you know, whoever you are, you know who you are, but thank you, you know. And yes, Sanjay. I do agree, Troy is wrong about Shazam. <laughs> Oh, it's not me. It's not me. I love I'm you, not. man. I'm, I'm at Sanjabi. You know me. I, you can't. It's illegal to have more than one Twitter account. The government has cracked down on that. <laughs> okay. You can go to jail. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen someone tweet about it. Anonymous Twitter tweeter seventeen. <laughs> okay. So questions from some other listeners. Yeah, we one, have a ton of listeners. One being listeners. Our, our good friend Solomon here. So he'd like to, to know, and we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but let, let's expand a little bit here on this. How would you like a live-action Ahsoka show to develop? In which stories, shows, arcs, new stuff? Now, I'm going to throw this to you first, Troy. What do you want to see from a live-action Ahsoka film? You know, we touched on her likely appearance in Season 2, potentially backdoor piloting what could be a live-action Ahsoka film. She really took center stage in the final season of Clone Wars, especially those last four episodes. That was her story. Now we're looking at Rosario Dawson filling the role 
of Ahsoka. You know, what do you want to see? Yeah. What stories, what arcs, picking out what threads from what we've seen? I would love uh, the series to definitely be right off the heels of Rebels, really continuing uh, that quest for basically Ezra, along with her and Sabine. Um, but I also want to see some cool flashbacks. I'd love to go back to the Clone Wars and even before the early days of before Soka really even was picked up uh, by the Jedi. And by doing so, some of those flashbacks, I'd like them to really kind of clean up the continuity a little bit. Um, as you know, reading the the Ahsoka novel, I can't remember what year that came out, but read that novel and then watched the Clone Wars. And Clone Wars, like I said, there's nothing I would change about it. But there are some things, obviously, that were a little different, at least in the epilogue, um, compared to what we got in the show. So maybe just see, like, little flashbacks of here and there. Maybe um, even see some cool things like what we got in Forces of Destiny when she was uh, training with uh, Yoda. And Anakin, and then Yoda kind of encouraged her to use the two lightsabers. It'd be cool to just kind of go back to moments like that, but see it in live action. But obviously, the big focal point would be just going forward, and you know, maybe seeing a little bit more of the Morai. There's a big mystery there. I, I guarantee that owl-like bird, the Morai thing from the Mortis arc, would pop up in a Ahsoka series. Yeah, for sure. I feel like they're definitely tied, especially after what we've gotten in Twilight of Apprentice between her and Vader and that epic, epic lightsaber battle. And um, I think it should be kind of like that one-two punch with Sabine. Sabine should definitely be right there riding with her, and I'd love to see more with her. Um, the thing is, though, I guess that's a lot of Mandalorian territory because we are covering that obviously going forward in the Filoni uh, Favreau series. So I don't know what the big bad would necessarily be in this whole thing. That's the only issue, unless she does confront Thrawn. But I mean, if you have a Soka versus Thrawn, that's one and done. I mean, she yeah. basically went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Vader. That's the problem. She went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Vader. So I don't know who you could really put up against Ahsoka, really. She's she's strong, man. She's, she's dope with it. So I don't really know where you go with that stuff. But um, yeah, man, I... Give me anything live action with her, and I'm I'm there, obviously. I hear, man. I, I like the idea of using it as a, a non-linear form of storytelling with Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. Let's let's dip back into what she's doing during the original trilogy. Was she off finding Ezra? I guess that's post Return of the Jedi. But what mm -hmm. was she doing in all this time with the rebellion? I guess we get some of that in Rebels too. So I'm mm -hmm. kind of walking over myself here. But give us that in some <laughs> live action. But really, for me, it's like let's go forward. Let's explore the Force through Ahsoka mm -hmm. post the fall of the Empire and as mm -hmm. Luke is coming up here. You know, there's a bit of a disconnect there. You've got Ahsoka Tano, who is one of the last remaining, if not the last remaining, post Kanan Jedi that was actually trained in the Republic, right? <clears throat> And let's see what she has to do afterwards. Let's build on the force there. You know, you could have a big bad that is kind of the early seeds of the First Order, or we've got this thread of the Rise of Skywalker about the Emperor. Have that really built into the story, and I want it to be Force-centric. You know, oh, yeah. she she is next level at this point, right? She is Jedi Master and beyond. Give me some of that deep exploration of the Force. And what they've done in the past. I, I think that could really, really accentuate Ahsoka Tano and her growth and what she's done and what she means to this franchise. And hell, bring in Sebastian Stan, have her cross over with Luke Skywalker, Leia, whatever, man. They have the capacity to do this now. 
they have that's what I want to ask you next is would you because you have to kind of have I mean Ahsoka is basically like a brother to Anakin so you have to have like that Luke meeting her aunt in a way they have to have that moment between I, the two you can't like there, there has to be that story has to be told like yeah. we can't have Ahsoka being revealed to surviving post Endor and Luke who we've got all the way up to the last Jedi they have to have crossed paths mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Like she just isn't gonna sit it out and be like, yeah, he's probably fine doing this himself. Right. Like it doesn't make any sense to me, at least, that mm-hmm. they she didn't advise in some capacity. Like we don't know where she ends up post Endor. Like mm-hmm. clearly, maybe they're going after Ezra. Maybe she's gone forever, and that's you know the loophole that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. But there has to be like bring in the Skywalker. Like I'm happy to revisit yeah. the Skywalkers in that capacity. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I think they need a little bit more of that. No, Carlos, do you got any any thoughts on Ahsoka? You've you've got some experience now with the character. You've seen what they can do in live action. Is there anything like? Do you want it to be force centric, or do you want it to be a bit more grounded? No, I think you got to go force centric, just because it'll be a counterpoint to the Mandalorian. Yeah. Right? So I think they're doing well to keep a lot of the force users out of the Mandalorian. So this is where you lean into that. And then I, I, the other thing I think you lean into is your casting. So you've cast Rosario Dawson, who's a bit more mature. So I, I think you go with stories that would reflect Ahsoka at a similar age to what Rosario is right mm-hmm. now, as opposed to playing with things that you've done in the past. And yeah, there's some interesting stories to be told there. And user is a bit of a bridge. You know me about my bridges between like your <laughs> uh, between your sagas. So use her as the bridge between. Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Yeah, and kind of start fleshing out that story a little bit, and who knows? Maybe there's a really cool reason as to why she doesn't get involved in all the Skywalker family family drama, or maybe she's got her own plan going on as to how to take the Empire down, or or who knows? So yeah, it's there's there's a big obvious space in Lucasfilm storytelling right now. And that's post Return of the Jedi up to the Force Awakens. There's a book, couple books. There's the Mandalorian now, but there's a giant hole there that needs some fleshing out. And this story could be that. So that's why I want to see this. Thing. So especially now that we knew though too that uh, that Luke and Leia trained too. Exactly. I'd love to see there was Ahsoka in the mix there too a little bit. I mean, what better teacher could you possibly have with Yoda out the way than Ahsoka? Yeah. And that'd be incredible. And um, <clears throat> sorry, I mean, it's something, too, because when we go to Clone Wars, like, um, I think Ahsoka says that she's not a Jedi yet. So she's not totally against being a Jedi. I mean, mm-hmm. when we see her in Rebels, she's pretty much made it clear that she's she's no Jedi. But <clears throat> they kind of backtrack when she's talking to Yoda. And Yoda even references her as a Padawan, kind of like foreseeing that maybe one day she will return back as a Jedi, which, in my opinion, she is the best Jedi because that's what all Jedi's really should aspire to be but um, I wonder in that case would she be like the Grandmaster to teach Luke and Leia a little something so or at cool. least Luke like pen yeah. right pen right on that image from the Rise of Skywalker and Ahsoka oh, standing there man. <laughs> oh man I need it up <laughs> alright Solman thank you very much for that question That's it's always going to well, be an interesting discussion you didn't discussion. even get to my answer okay. that's kind of rude <laughs> okay oh. <laughs> What's what's your take on Ahsoka? Um, I feel like Ahsoka, a movie would be really cool to see her join the dark side. And now let me tell you, I think you could get some mileage out of that. A little like like a turn where you think she's a good person and then bam, she like stabs Ray in the back and then she's 
bad this whole time. She's Snoke. She's been Snoke the whole time. The whole yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Dear Dave Filoni, please oh, make dropping some knowledge there, Sonny. Yeah. You didn't listen to the episode. You know, I'm not just a podcaster. I'm a listener as well. There you go. <laughs> You're going to have some fun with this one. Solomon, thank you very much for that question. We got this next one coming from our dude, Stu Baca. What up, Stu? Mm. Hope you're doing well, my man. So he's got a question Baca! here. At some point, we were getting an MCU Fantastic Four and X-Men. Do you have any favorite comic storylines you'd like to see cross over? Sonny? Boom. This is this custom made for you. All right. You know me, my X-Men knowledge, very deep. <laughs> um, if you know, there's one comic that I've been trying to find and trying to finish reading, but it's a comic that didn't really work in the comics, but if done right and in the live action setting, man, this would be cool. I would love them to do the Onslaught series. Yes. Like, not right away. But establish Professor X, establish Magneto, and him kind of being like one of like the Thanos, you know, one of like the main villains of like a phase where you see like Professor X's dark side a little bit more than you did in the Fox movies. Like it was kind of there, but not like to the depth that like they showed it in the comics where he's like, man, Professor X, you got some baggage to unpack because man, <laughs> what's inside that mind of yours is pretty weird but uh <laughs> gene but love... yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> why is gene always your favorite student <laughs> professor x <laughs> oh man um i would i would love to see them like make onslaught he's such a cool looking character like just the design of him is super cool and you can see him interact with all the marvel characters just like in the comics with like hulk um gene gray um rogue captain america spider-man mm. it'd be really cool and have all the sentinels kind of like taking over the world again and and mm. yeah man just so if for those who don't know onslaught is um he's like he's a character created in like the 90s and he was the amalgamation of magneto and professor x um charles xavier and they combined into one mega character that just destroyed everything like beat juggernaut like he was just like the Brooklyn Brawler, like they had Onslaught just run wild all over um, the Marvel universe. So it took like almost everyone to like beat him. And like, even the fantastic four was involved and like, don't do any of like the heroes reborn stuff. Just ignore that. And like, we won't get into that. But the young Tony, Um, man, that's the way to bring it back. (laughs) (laughs) The designs were kind of cool, but besides that, like um, that would be my story. I think that'd be really cool. That would kind of be, the end game if you will of the x-men joining the mcu so that's that's my pitch for kevin feige um what about you guys troy man you're a you're a hickman guy through and through yeah here. man fantastic yes, four x-men avengers is there <clears throat> is there any content in there that you think is developable into a a movie type of realm a hundred percent a hundred percent um yeah, so what I'd go with, kind of similar to Sunny here, this would be, this wouldn't be right off the bat. This would be a little down the road where characters are characters are established. Um, you'd have the Fantastic Four established. You would have a Reed Richards that would be established, but Reed Richards would be kind of a cool focal point here because unlike Tony, who's always been he's been the man, but he's always been responsible for like 
things going bad, like Ultron, and he's kind of created the bad guys in some ways. Vulture. Um, Reed Richards would actually have um, the reputation of being the guy that's always come through and saved the day more than Tony. So with that, though, you'd have the Fantastic Four and you'd have the birth of their son, Franklin Richards. And basically my pitch here would be um, Avengers versus X-Men, AVX. But it would be different because like the MCU, they always do things different. Like the Civil War storylines, Demon in the Bottle storylines, they've always done them differently. So I'd have AVX and I would basically have... You could have your cable, you could have your bishop, but they come from the future ah. to basically assassinate Franklin Richards. Because Franklin Richards is going to basically grow up one day. And much like Scarlet Witch, he would be the one that brings down the populations of the mutants to, like, nothing. 10% left. Mm. And Bishop or Cable is one of the only guys left. So when they come back to basically assassinate Franklin, you obviously have the Fantastic Four and the Avengers stepping in to be like, no. And... Yeah, it's an Avengers movie, but just like the Guardians aren't really Avengers in the past movies, they're basically on the Avengers side. So I just kind of grouped the FF4 or the Fantastic Four and the Avengers all together. But then you'd have the X-Men going up being like, no, like Franklin Richards is actually a mutant and he should be on our side. Team, uh, was it Krakoa? I think it's Krakoa, the island that Hickman's established, right? So you'd basically have that kind of cool scene that you had in the comics where, you know, Cyclops talks to uh, the Fantastic Four one day, and he's like, look, the kid's yours now, but when he's 18, he knows where he belongs, and that's with the mutants. So you kind of have that aspect play out, except the mutants are fighting for their life, basically, to keep this kid on their side. You could have some pretty cool things come out of there. You wouldn't have, like, the the Phoenix Five, I think it was, yeah. in the original AVX. You, would, you could have something different. Um, I don't know the whole grand scheme of everything, but it could be pretty neat. I think at the end of the day, too, when the film's done, you could basically just have, like, um, either Cable or Bishop basically just take uh, Franklin Summers away into a different timeline. So instead of this kid being assassinated, instead of him going with the X-Men, they just basically take him out of that universe. And then when they do, that's when things really go south and you you get characters returning. You get Tony Stark coming back from dead. You get, you get um, Captain America coming back to life or a younger Captain America. You get things going out of whack and you're like, what's been going on? And you find out Franklin Richards all along because he's this freak of a mutant has been basically keeping things aligned this whole time. And when you take him out, things just go out of whack, which would lead to a bigger, massive, more problem than what really would have happened if the mutants did just get kind of taken out. So I think there's a lot of cool things you could do, big different spinoffs on AVX, but I, I kind of would like to see something like that happen. You obviously get Wolverine, you get Cyclops. Um, you would get that that cool, uncanny X-Men, basically, going toe-to-toe with the uh, with the Avengers. And I think you'd be getting some massive, cool battle scenes. You'd have that college-university Spider-Man in there. Man, it'd be it'd be a blast, for sure. Yeah, I like your, I like you your twist on AVX there, because in AVX, mm-hmm. it was Hope Summers, right? That yes, was kind yes. of the catalyst for everything. And exactly. I like you twisting that and, and integrating the Fantastic Four and Frank Richards in particular into that event. Yeah. I think that the scale of that, like if they're going to match the scale or exceed the scale of Endgame in some capacity, yeah. they need to go there somewhere, right? It's yeah. it's going to be hard to outdo what they did in Endgame. And yeah. the MCU has always been about escalation and how you get yeah. to that next level. How you exceed Endgame, that's a real problem for Kevin Feige right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carlos, you got a, do you got a storyline or anything you want to pitch here for Fantastic Four and X-Men? That was so huge. Like, how do you follow that? 
I feel like yeah. I'm just gonna skip. Glad I went first. <laughs> yeah, we were at the beach and Troy just took off his shirt and I'm like, uh, you know what, guys, I'm kind of hungry. I'm gonna go grab some ice cream and. Uh, yeah. I don't need an umbrella now. I'll just stand yeah. behind Troy and he'll yeah. block out the sun yeah. for me. Oh, you know what? I don't want my tats to fail, <laughs> so I'm just gonna stay with my shirt on and just. Uh, I'm gonna read some books. I'm, here, I'm so, a bit cold, uh... so I'm gonna pull this blanket up to my neck. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Carlos, it's like 40 it, degrees out here. Yeah. I'm glad we had this so that if we do go to like Vegas or San Diego or whatever, now I know. It's this scenario is built into my mind. I'll be like, "Oh, remember Stu's question? Do not take off your shirt." I'm already packing my speedo. <laughs> yeah, get the well, bikini line. You, you, you could just stand between them. You'd be like, "Ah, oh, this is... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, middleman. I'm not that, but I'm not that. <laughs> you haven't seen me in a bikini yet. I mean, Speedo. Yet. You almost got there earlier. Yeah. That was yeah. last week, man. Go revisit that, guys. Sanjay's playing strip poker by himself on Zoom. Everyone All won. Right. <laughs> Sorry to take us off track there. Uh, you know what? My story would actually be in a place that I don't think many people want. Uh, the... Fantastic Four and the X-Men under the stewardship of Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios to be in that I would not want them connected. So my move with Marvel Studios would be to do the at least the first act or two of the first Fantastic Four movie as a bit of a period piece with Reed Richards being a scientist and set up the first family there so that they are the first family of the Marvel universe and then I would have them dumped into the negative zone yep. and for a movie of for that movie and maybe the sequel and the trilogy capper I would kind of take them through adventures being um, kind of like the challenges of the unknown in DC going from crazy planet to crazy planet and solving um, all sorts of <clears throat> conundrums all over the universe and whatnot but in the background so what as all these things are happening in the Marvel universe that we know the fantastic four has been off having these adventures and all sorts of crazy planets and maybe you can have your backdoor reboot of the inhumans happening during this time and i would cap it off with kind of the trials of the galactus the same way that stan lee did it way back in the day because mm -hmm. i think that would be cool we have reed bringing the knowledge of his adventures and everything else and then with the x-men you gotta lean into like the whole um god loves man kills type oh. concepts like X-Men is built on being that allegory for racism, so lean into that. They have to. I don't think... I've always had a huge problem with Marvel when the X-Men and the Avengers stand side by side because why is it okay for Spider-Man to be Spider-Man and people accept him, but yet Speedball is like some freak and <laughs> pariah. Like, they're both super-powered individuals who are yeah. high school students or whatever, right? So that never really held salt for me because the your your world doesn't make sense because why is this group of superpowered individuals embraced and held up as your champions and your heroes yet this group of people just by the circumstance of their birth is not so i would have your x universe being totally separate and i would lean into the stories like i said like god loves man kills and things of that nature and then after you've established your x-men through if you're doing three fantastic four do three X-Men movies and you're running your Avengers universe at the same time and your big event would be something like I think it was Ultimatum 
when they collapse the ultimate yep. universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's what you do to merge everything after you've had... Oh, the Catalysm. Cataclysm? Cat yeah, yeah that was when... In the ultimate universe, but Catalysm is when, like, the 616 in the ultimate universe. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. It started yeah, yeah, to yeah, collapse, yeah, yeah. and that's when, like, Galactus ripped through and went into the ultimate universe and started mm. beating the shit out of it, and then everything <laughs> got... Yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly what I would do. So you could... Nice. You could bring your Thanos back, or you could use your Galactus that you've established in your Fantastic Four movie. Nice. Um, have him come through the other way, or even just do something like Sunny said with like do Reverse Heroes Reborn, where you have Onslaught, but instead of separating the Avengers and the X Men, that's the uh, event that brings it all together. Nice. Yeah. I like so, that. but I would definitely grow those characters outside of the shadow of your Avengers properties. And quite frankly, like I think it would help your next generation Avengers properties grow as well, because if you're offering people the Avengers without Captain America and Iron Man versus the X-Men, it's going to be like back in the day where everybody was second fiddle to the X-Men kind of thing. So <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, that'd be how I play it. Yeah. I was... I, and it's, it's such a hard thing. Like I love all the discussion here because it goes to show you that there are so many different avenues that they can take with these two big franchises to integrate them into the MCU. And I'm sure they've got so many storyboards up there just trying to figure out how we can do this organically with regards to not screwing with what they established in phase one through three and just saying, well, the X-Men were there the whole time, but they didn't show up for anything. You know, So they have to do something like that to, to fix that. And... The, you know, the obvious story here is House of M, right? Mm -hmm. And Scarlet Witch. I think they're leaning into that a little bit. The whole altered reality idea with the WandaVision show and her power set becoming slightly unhinged. And I don't think they're going to go right to the normal mutants type of storytelling, but they're definitely going to pull from that. And as far as, you know, the Fantastic Four, I always go back to it's not a comic book. But Troy, you'll remember this. Our, our buddy Mark Godseff, who used to be over at Talk Stores, he had this like mm. brilliant theory with regards, and this goes back like three years to the actually goes back to Homecoming, mm -hmm. so 2017. It he had this running theory that the Avengers Tower was being saved when they were leaving it that it had been bought by someone because they never revealed who bought Avengers Tower, right? It's this thread that was out there. It was slightly picked up in Far From Home. And the running theory that he had was that that was going to become the Baxter building and they were studying what happened in 2012's Avengers, kind of the tearing of hole in space with the cube and all that, right? The Tesseract. And there was going to be some build there. Like, they still haven't revealed who the hell is in Avengers Tower. Like, is it Osborne or is it Reed Richards, right? Right. It's one or the other. And I've always liked the idea. And this will probably rub people the wrong way because that's another, you know, Tony Stark is responsible for the Fantastic Four type thing, right? That effectively they go into to space trying to explore this terror and they end up with, you know, their power sets and all that. And that becomes kind of the modern day birth of the Fantastic Four. So it would be your 2023-24 type of birth of Fantastic Four, and they don't actually adhere to that first family type of moniker anymore. And, yeah, maybe that doesn't quite get you there, but it's an interesting take on the Fantastic cool. Four. It's always, it's always been something that 
I think is like, I, I've used the word organic a lot in this episode, but it feels like it could make sense. But then again, is like, is Tony Stark too involved in this as far as the origins of the fantastic four and the X-Men, the X-Men's a tough one, you know, guys, like I like the idea of, of remaining with the roots of being this allegory for racism and all that. But how do you bring the X-Men into this modern universe? Like, I, like, I like the idea you had Carlos almost do it separately and pull them back in some way. Like, I, I don't know how, like, I always thought in the past, like, okay, are they going to have, you know, similar fashion to what they used in the Inhumans is that they have some event be the catalyst for this rapid growth of Inhumans. Um, they could use the snap or the blip to being it caused some sort of genetic defect in, and that introduces your X gene. I don't know. But uh, House of M seems like something that they're going to use and that I'd like to see used. What capacity you could use that on the big screen is going to be difficult because you need the established X-Men to actually do that story that makes perfect sense. Like essentially you're taking the mutant population and shrinking it to almost nothing. But it's, it's a tough one. It's a great question though. You know, and I, I would love to be a fly on the wall in Marvel Studios trying to understand how they're going to bring all these mm-hmm. characters in their next generation of films into the MCU properly. Ah, what, what exciting times that would be. Reverse host of M where yeah. she creates them. Well, that that's, an, that's another yeah. way you could do that. Right. And, but then how, how do you, how does it work with professor X Magneto and all this, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you can't, you can't go back to the roots of Magneto, which I, I think are, it's so strong going back to the Holocaust and all that mm-hmm. with how the, that story makes sense. Right. And Professor X being this older, wiser teacher type, if he's if they're all created at the same time, right? Yeah. You don't have that capacity to do that. You could use her as a way to expand the mutant population mm-hmm. very rapidly, but having that that core X franchise characters, it's hard yeah. to do by having yeah. them kind of snapped into existence. Yeah, Wolverine too, right? He's another yeah. character from like what. With Cap Two, right, in World War Two, and all yeah. that, so that's tough. That's a really hard one to incorporate them in. Yeah, yeah. it's and it's almost like yeah. Carlos said, you almost have to do it separately, and then <clears throat> have it kind of come in and, and in the way that is it like it's not just some simple, hey, we're here the whole time. It's they're coming yeah. from a different universe, blending universes, multiverse. I don't know. You can't pull the whole century where it's like fantastic, Mr. Fantastic, like mind wiped everybody. Yeah. 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 It's like, well, he was here the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Just bring in Mephisto because, as Troy well knows, that's the best way to, you know, shore up all these continuity issues and whatnot. (laughs) Tell the story you want to do. Just just fire it up. Tony Stark makes a deal with Mephisto. Yeah. Tony Stark (laughs) makes a deal with Mephisto to come back to life and. Boom. There it is. Actually, it's funny that you say that because if you're reading the current Avengers, Mephisto is really involved with Tony's dad right now. That's so uh, funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Almost funnier. I was making fun of that concept, and you tell me it's a real thing, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to move on to the last question for this week. And this comes from our, our buddy, Dave Franzi. Dave, man, I got to give you a big shout out. It's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you on Twitter. This guy is a wild, wild Star Wars collector. Everything from Funko Pop to Black Series 
man, I've had an absolute blast in the last couple of months really getting to know him and seeing his collection. It's It's been fantastic, man. I appreciate this question that you're going to throw at us because we're going to have some fun with this one. We, we're kind of going to tweak this and we're also going to involve you guys, the listeners, a little bit here. So Dave writes, all right, take your favorite Star Wars character, Marvel character, DC character, and others character. Now we've modified this a little bit. The other character in this scenario is going to be a 90s movie character. And so we're going to take that foursome and we are going to compile teams here. And then Dave says here, then who's foursome wins in a battle royal, Ron Burgundy style team <laughs> fight to the death. <laughs> so what this is, we're each going to have a team that's composed of one Star Wars character. And this is going to be cinematic versions, one Marvel character, one DC character, and one 90s movie character. And then we're going to take our teams, guys, and we're going to chuck them up on Twitter as a poll you guys are going to vote for who wins in a Ron Dance Burgundy style. Yeah, right? <laughs> Fight mm-hmm. to the death. Now, we've done this before we recorded. We figured out the order and how this is all going to work relatively fairly. And we're going to go franchise by franchise here. And we are going to pick the characters. Now, remember, guys, this is about a fight to the death. This isn't about the most popular or your favorite or the one that you think is going to get you Dave's approval. <laughs> this is about who has the most badass team to kick some tail in this poll. <laughs> so, so we're going to start it off with here. Carlos won rock, paper, scissors to kick this off. And he is going to be the first pick. Now, we're going to do this in kind of a, a, a relative order here. I'm going to try to keep track of this as we go. What franchise, Carlos? Now that you won the Rock Paper Series, you get first pick overall. What franchise do you want to start with here? Well, sitting in the back cave, it's got to be DC. <laughs> DC. I knew it. I knew it. Okay, let's build these teams. All right, guys, we're going to go through the DC. Now, this is a cinematic universe. And oh, this, can, this goes from 89 or 66. You can take Adam West if you want. I think he's going to take Adam West. All the way through up until Baffleck here and anyone included in those universes. So, Carlos, who are you taking here? Well, with both those little pieces of bait, I'm going to thank Tim for putting it. It doesn't have to be your favorite. It has to be the guy that you think would kick the most butt. (laughs) (laughs) And because so the caveat was any live action version of within the franchise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you know who it is. Gonna Superman's gonna go out. He's out. Get it out of here. <laughs> gonna go with Doctor Manhattan. Oh, wow! The big oh, bad lose. with oh, the big blue. My man! <laughs> wow! Yeah, he might not know how to wear pants, but he knows how to take care of business. So, Jeez, uh, that's on so many different fronts. Huge. Oh <laughs> my goodness! What are you talking gracious. about? Huge man. Leave huge out of the discussion here. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's First just mind boggling. Whoa, man, that's uh, okay. All right, we're screwed okay. here. Uh, Sonny, man, you're up with the next pick here in the DC film universe. Yeah, man, I gotta go back to the DC extended universe. My man behind me, uh, Mr. Henry Cavill as Superman. Sad, mopey Superman. Mm. <laughs> You'll be sad, mopey when he's kicking your butt. Henry Cavill version of Superman. Now he can't. Oh, yeah. He can't make time go backwards, can he? 
<laughs> no, no. Um, Couldn't even no, save I... his dad from a tornado, Tim. <laughs> oh, sorry, he's, he's sat underneath that overpass. You know, maybe he just respected his father's opinion not <laughs> to save him. You know, it takes more courage to do that than to just save him. Just putting it out there. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've had that so many times this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got Henry Cavill's Superman here. Troy, you're up next. Yeah, man. You guys are sleeping. You guys have mentioned some pretty, you know, decent names. I'll give it to you. But come on, man. Diana. Wonder oh. Woman. Ah, good choice. Good oh, choice. Yeah. listen. When she showed up in BVS, man, she was she was holding it down. You know what I mean? <laughs> she came there cracking a smile and whooping Doomsday. And then what she did in uh, Wonder Woman, the movie against um, Ares? Come on. Yeah? Come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I'll Diana. Give you props. I'll give you props, Diana. but just, just remember what happened in Justice League. You know, she tried to take down Superman and it didn't go so well for her. She's carrying everybody else's weight. <laughs> Literally Austin. on her back. She's been fighting for years. <laughs> Superman had a nice sleep. Yeah, yeah. man. He, he who awoke him from the slumber. You guys, you guys haven't left me. <laughs> With a whole lot here, you've taken. Jim doesn't know any other DC characters. I've got one on my sleeve here, man. I pull this card out. I'm going with a Batman vs Superman character here. No, I'm not. Not a Batman vs Superman character. Sorry, that was a Freudian slip. A Man of Steel character. I'm going with uh, with my man Zod. There we go. Oh, nice choice. Nice, nice. choice. Nice. Yes, yeah. uh, I will find him. Yeah, Wait, got him. So no one took Batman. I was like, going to. I was tempted. Oh. Like, well, then like Dr. Affleck Manhattan would just laid his big old leg on him. <laughs> 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 Crushed him. He's just a man. Oh, yeah. my goodness gracious. But like Carlos said, if you had the time to prep for this fight, you could yeah. probably win. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. All right, moving on to the next round. Sanjay, you are yeah. up next based on you rock, paper, me? scissors. What universe are you picking? And then take the first pick. You know, I'm a big Star Wars guy, so I'm going to go to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, and, you know, Troy, we've had some battles in the past. Oh, outrageous. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I'm going to take your man. I'm going to take Darth Vader. Oh. Man, first overall pick. You in didn't Star even pick Wars. your boy Shazam. The true colors come out, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that had do you know what's funny? With the draft, this had everything to do with Sonny taking his shot. Yeah, try hundred percent. No, I'm not going to take Darth Vader. I'm going to take Anakin specifically in Revenge of the. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so it's <laughs> okay. Vader has been chosen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, interesting. Interesting. It's it's funny you say that because even though this was Star Wars, I would thought Sanjay was gonna take Shazam for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's all I could think of. Binks, you know, but uh, no, I decided to go with Vader. Mm. Okay. Okay. Troy, you are up next, man. Star Wars universe live action. So can I take Anakin? I was just thinking that. Right. I, I'm, I don't be think to, so. I mean, no, the Avengers is Sith Anakin. Yeah. Because he wrote. Died in the Clone Wars. <laughs> no, you have a case to be same. made. You have a case to be yeah, made. For the, right? The death in the Clone yeah. Wars kind of sold me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll let you guys be the judge. I'll let okay. You okay. Let's. Judge. Okay. So Troy's impartial here. Sanjay's a vote yeah. for no. I'm a vote for yes. Carlos, you're the deciding vote here. Can Anakin be used in this? Uh, in the canon of the original trilogy, yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi established that Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader are two different people. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. Anakin's on the table. There we go. All right, Carlos. When you get that Birds of Prey steel book, don't be surprised if there's a piece of gum in there. Big or dent. <laughs> There's all these spine slashes all over this big story, man. Take out the X-Acto knife. (laughs) Sorry, Sonny. I'm not the one who's going to be sorry. It's canon, man. It's canon. It is what it is. You know, okay, so... You out of a canon. (laughs) Who do I take here? Like, there's there's some options here. Um, I'm going to take a younger, a spryer... And a very powerful. You might as well take Anakin from Episode One if everything's on the table. That's the same character, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Master Yoda here. Mm. Oh, Master Yoda. Talking Revenge of the Sith. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Young yeah. Spry. Yeah. It's a yeah. Good one. yeah. Not the 900 year old man we saw. Eight fifty. Yeah. I'm gonna make that Revenge of the Sith. Nice. All right, Carlos. You take a Mandalorian. You gotta get your Batman pick in there. <laughs> oh, I, uh, yeah. All my sentimental favorites are gone. Although I do love the character I'm picking with my spot, both a Palpatine and a Skywalker. I'm gonna go oh, with my shit. girl, Ooh. Ray. Oh, that's Ooh. solid. That's nice solid. Sentinel, the last of the Jedi's, the mm-hmm. last of the Sith. If she wants to be, she's uh, she's got it all. So yellow lightsaber and all. Yellow, yellow dual blade lightsaber there and all. There you go, man. Blade, was it Battlefront 2? I've been rocking it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. There you go. Yellow lightsaber. Nice, man. Very nice. That rounds it out. I'm sure there's people screaming at us being like, why did you take Palpatine? Or something like that. Ahsoka. <laughs> but just I about did. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Spoiler alert. Troy, you are up next. Yeah. You've got between the MCU and you've got mm. 90s action stars. Yeah, MCU all day, baby. All right, who are you taking? Wait, wait, wait. This is not MCU, it's Marvel, right? Marvel can be, yeah. Let's just, yeah. Oh, so it's not, well, MCU would be, oh, okay, so like the Fox. can be, yeah, any. Oh, you can take Ghost Rider. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so going Marvel, I'm going to go with my dude... The God of Thunder, Thor, Infinity War, Thor. Ooh. That, yeah, that guy can wreak havoc. He he probably could have taken out Thanos too. So I'm gonna go. Oh, oh there's another one in there too, but lock me in Thor. Yeah, Thor yeah. is in. Ooh, this is yeah. gonna be an interesting one because I think I'm gonna have to go with my dude. End of Infinity War. Mm. Thanos. Wow. Fully gauntlet. Up. Shoot. I thought you were going to go to your boy. Cap? Yeah, man. Yeah, last man standing. Hey, Carlos didn't take Batman. (laughs) I'm going going for an ass whooping here. And Thanos (laughs) at the end of Infinity War can facilitate. Bring me Thanos. Am I done my pick? Yeah, you did your pick. End of Infinity War Thanos. So End of Infinity War Thanos had no gauntlet. Yeah, he it did. snapped it away. He was but a simple farmer. Not the end of Infinity War. Man. You know what I mean. I said fully gauntleted up. No, no, he, I don't, he, I don't he think was, so. gonna... he was I said fully gauntleted up. You no, are I'm disappointed gonna... like I was when I fired up that PSN and saw the farming there. The farming has destroyed both our weeks, Tim. 
Son of a <laughs> farming Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> I'm still going with Gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about Thanos when he takes on Iron Man, Spidey, and then he comes down to Wakanda. That's the Thanos. I'm basically talking talking Snap Thanos. Yeah, the one that yeah. That kills everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before. Just before he runs out of juice. Exactly. Before he becomes yeah. a farmer. Yeah. A simple farmer. <laughs> For that sweet music hits yeah. porch, mm. porch, Ooh, yeah, gotta love oh. it. Wow! All right, Carlos, I thought you had me worried here that I had clearly left someone out. I didn't know you're gonna loophole me, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> Just playing. I was traumatized by that farm simulator, man. Because um, <laughs> we're going all Marvel characters, horrible, horrible movie. I knew it, but amazing portrayal and. An amazing voice actor. Hook me up with Silver Surfer. Ooh. Lawrence Fishburne. I thought you were going to go with the fart of a Galactus. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, I don't know. And that Silver Surfer, he was pretty baller, man. Like, they okay. insinuated he took out Galactus. The fart did cloud. Some damage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did some damage to Thanos in the comics. But, uh, you know, he looked cool. He sounded super cool gonna go with the silver surfer from rise of the fantastic four probably the only time i would pick that movie for anything ever but uh it's the best fantastic four movie there is see for a second i thought you were gonna say captain marvel because i know you don't like captain marvel so i was like is he gonna go there is he gonna pick carol but oh did you just you lay one up for sunny yeah man so i got that's what he was going old man Logan until you. Yeah, he was. I was. Yeah, he was. I had Wolverine and Magneto debating between the two. Yeah. But then I was like, maybe Professor X. But I'm like, I don't know how good he'll be in a fight. But uh, yeah, man, I got to throw in Captain Marvel. I mean, when she's fully uninhibited with her powers, yeah, man, she's like a, she's a boss babe. So I'm going Captain Marvel. Which version? Endgame? Captain Marvel? Zam? Uh, I'd probably say Endgame. Yeah, Endgame. Going full beebs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Now I have <laughs> I have the pleasure of taking the first pick in nineties action stars. There's a lot of here, guys. But I'm gonna have to go with someone that's gonna round out my team. And let's see if you guys will allow this. I'm going are we going with the character or the human version? Oh, yeah, go with the character. I mean, the human version would just get killed by, like... It's still know. funny. You can throw them in a ring, and they can just fight each other. <laughs> but if we're going with characters, <clears throat> I'm going to go with Neo from The Matrix. Oh! Oh, shoot, that's, that's 99! Nice. That was, that was going to be Reeves. You... Shoot. Jerk hole. She's literally a jerk hole. A whole <laughs> all right you can choose bruce willis or whoever the hell you want now <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, all right who's up next carlos you are up next i'm up next yeah you know what i got some heavy hitters all over the place i'm just gonna go with dude that's super cool and we all know and love gonna go with terminator 2 judgment day arnold schwarzenegger T eight hundred. Just take my first two picks. So thanks a lot, guys. Hasta la vista, baby. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>
Ooh, man, right. it's a tough right. team. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Um, you know what? We're all going some cool people. I got coolness too. You know, I got real cool. So um, I'm going to go with 90s movie. Great action film. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Going with Michelangelo. Mm. Oh, very good. Yeah. Well, I think my guy can definitely beat up Michelangelo. I think all of them can. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, man, I love me as some good Michelangelo. <laughs> you think that now, but have you ever seen Michelangelo lose? Uh, Yeah, he lost a couple of times, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Oh, man, you know, that Neo thing really threw me off. I thought we were doing, like, Die Hard, <laughs> Bloodsport. Well, well, I guess I'll just go with the coolest guy, the guy that has the longest franchise running out of everybody I think you all mentioned. Uh, Heart of Gold, Sylvester Stallone, Rocky. I'm going with Rocky. Oh, yeah, yeah, baby. Nice. We'll climb any mountain to defeat anybody. <laughs> I love so, that. Adrian. That's going to be an amazing boxing Which match. Rocky? Michelangelo versus Rocky. Rocky 4? Which Rocky? Uh, definitely not the one Definitely not the Tommy Guns. No, man. Or leave that, that one. the one in the 90s? That's Probably, the only yeah, Rocky, Rocky in the Ford, 90s. Rocky when he takes down... Uh... Ivan Drago. Yeah. No, man. That's 80s. Yeah. That's 80s. Is it? Is Rocky... it? Oh, yeah, man. Rocky 4? Are you sure? It? Yeah. I don't know. It might be. Yeah, Rocky 4 is 1985. Oh, shit. That's right. Rocky Five is 1990, so you got the old busted up <laughs> Rocky, who's yeah. just a manager now. You might as well have taken Tommy Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky, but oh, what about man. Rocky Balboa? He's tough. That's not in the 90s that's either. Not, that's 2006. That's, yeah. <laughs> You're f- yeah, I'm screwed. <laughs> oh, you can. Uh, we we can give you the repick. We will give you the repick. You know I'll, uh, I'll go with um. Hmm, I don't want to go with this one, but I'm a fan of Bloodsport. I'm going with Jean Claude Van Damme. Frank Dukes. Nice. Show us your Dukes. Frank Dukes. That's what I'm going with. Fights blind. He can do it. That's the guy right there. <laughs> he he final, can certainly win match. a dance contest. And he can win a dance contest. <laughs> 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 oh, All right. There it is. We've got our teams. These teams will be up on Twitter, and they will be – the poll will be ready to go as this episode drops, maybe a couple hours after it drops, and it will be live until Monday morning so that we can talk about it on next week's podcast. Oh, Team Sunjay, we have a song. We are better than the other three. And I, 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 don't, I don't like to be biased, but I'm probably going to win. Yeah, win last place. <laughs> 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 all right dave man that was a great question we had a ton of fun with that one much yeah. appreciated and guys we're gonna be back next week talking something i know we always kind of leave it up the hair at the end of these episodes because to be honest with you, we really don't decide what we're doing until sunday <laughs> so hey guys I... what do you want to talk about this week i don't know what do you want to talk about this week <laughs> we're oh. we're fully planning on doing age of ultron review and we're all kind of like eh, we don't feel like doing that this week <laughs> so we ended up here and guys we had a blast doing it absolutely love doing these type of episodes and we're going to continue to bring the content every single thursday we'll be back here right in the same spot for episode 220 thank you guys very much for those that participated in the listener questions and we have a whole stack of other listener questions that we will do this again someday so those that didn't get answered then they will be answered in the future Uh, that's a nerd room promise that will come within a year or so (laughs) 
But, guys, we'd like to thank you, as always, for being a part of this. Come back every single week. We hope you're staying safe, staying nerd out there. And if you'd like to be a bigger part of the show, you can always email us at nerdroom at gmail.com. You can find everything we do over the nerdroom.net, as well as find all those customs that Troy are doing over at our Instagram page, at the nerdrm. I learned a new term there. Throw it up on our grid. I watched a show. I'm not too good at these new terminology stuff. I never thought I'd be in this place, but it's there. <laughs> There's lots of cool stuff up there. Is it a there. sex move? No, it's your grid, man, like on Instagram. Don't worry about it. My wife taught me about it. It was on a show. I asked her what the hell the people were talking about. Oh, yeah, about. it must be a sex move then if your wife taught you about it. Sure. Yeah, the grid, yeah. eh? The grid. <laughs> Got it. How are you guys doing <laughs> in quarantine now? Neo. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> uh, you can also check everything that we do as part of the Star Wars Commonwealth. Everyone's doing some great shows. Kyle, Tom and Saber. Rob's coming back in TSW soon. Got Gen X. Everyone is doing great stuff. Make sure to go check them out. And last but not least, we'd like to give a big shout out to our man Rob Wade who endorsed this podcast over at motion14.com. Go check out everything that he is doing over there now with all that being said guys we're gonna be back next week talking all things stars marvel and dc and until then for the nerd room i'm tim i'm troy i'm batman and i'm gonna win (laughs) maybe not anyways (laughs) thank you guys very much for entering the nerd room this has been a nerd room podcast production you can find our hosts tim troy and sanjay on twitter at the nerd rm troy the boy 87 and sanjabi for more content from The Nerd Room, check out thenerdroom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Road Squadron Podcast, San Diego Saber's Radio Podcast, Retro Inc., and The Sandcrawler Podcast. Follow Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.